You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Could I see him being greater? Absolutely. Could I see it being worse? Sure. But I think what we fail to realize, having been watching those two quarterbacks, that's not how the rest of the NFL is. That's the exception. It's not the norm. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Ryan Wollersheim is back at the Everlight Solar Studio. You and I, Matt Hamilton, are live at one of our favorite places to be, X-Golf in Middleton. And you got a full 18 in before the show. Is that right? Just about. Just about. You were able to sneak a couple of the first oh, holes right. in. but yep. we I probably got 13 holes in solo. Okay. There not you go. too bad. Not, not too bad. Long. Yeah, not bad at all. And you can get out here to X-Golf in Middleton, take up a bay. And stay sharp. Obviously, we're still in the, the you know traditional golf season, but it's hot. Good day, good way to cool off, but also kind of indicates you can knock out in an hour, hour and a half. You can get 18 in. Oh, and, man. If, if it was just me out here, I could probably play 18 holes in an hour, and, hour and 10 minutes. And I think of it how you've talked before about curling, how you like to practice for curling instead of just practicing a shot. You actually like to practice the shots you'd shoot in a game. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here that if you can play 18, even if you're playing it quicker than you normally would, you don't have to drive around or anything like that. You get all these shots that you would have yeah. in an actual golf outing. Yeah, it's a nice little variety. So, like, you can go out and you can hit the hit the driving range and check out your spin rate and, you know, ball trajectory, ball speed, and all that kind of thing if you want to get real technical. Or if you're kind of like me and – you're a gamer. You just want to hit different shots and make something. You know, I, I play golf for that one out of, like, 100 shots that's like, wow, that was awesome. Like, that's what I'm here for, and it's great doing this because when you do hit those 99 other bad shots, you don't have to go chasing them in the woods or across the green to the other bunker. It just takes you there. You can sit down, enjoy your Coors Light, and wait for your next shot. And if the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, getting to the show, 844-770-3776. We got people big mad yesterday, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> big mad. Big mad. And all we did, which, again, I will, I will maintain this, the most important thing a general manager needs to do is to get the quarterback position right. And if Aaron Rodgers goes to New York and leads his team, which means he's a driving force while the Jets go to the Super Bowl, and Jordan Love looks meh, that is a fireable offense because you bumbled the quarterback position to a level that maybe nobody's ever bumbled before. Because if you moved off of a Hall of Fame quarterback for the next Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky type, that's an F, and you should just be fired immediately. Because you obviously have poor, on top of uh, poor uh, interpersonal skills, you have poor uh, actual like football like skills. Like eye tests. Yes, yeah. being able to stout <clears throat> skills there, and your ego got in the way. And I maintain... It won't happen, but it should. I don't know if that. I don't know if love will be simultaneously meh and Rogers great. But if that's the case, look, I'm sorry. If this team was owned by like an actual owner, one person, it's on the table. It's so, certainly on the table. But well, go ahead. Well, I just it just it's very interesting to me that Goody kind of I, I feel like he's got like a free pass right now. Everyone's like, well, obviously, let's see how it all plays out. It's like, yeah, we, you got to see how it plays out. If it doesn't play out well, 
and his job isn't if his butt isn't on the hot seat, then what are like as fans we do we demand more out of a GM? I think if if you're gonna move on from a guy, which again I have no problems. I realize there's a toxic workplace and it's probably better off for everybody else. But if you're gonna move off somebody that talented, you would hope that you would have something in the chamber ready to go that's at least gonna give you something salvageable. And right now, with all the reports we're hearing, it's high and low. It there is no one practice he's great and one practice he's bad. It's kind of he's got some great plays and he's got some bonehead plays, and that's pretty middle of the road to me. And I don't know if it's worth. And I don't know if you should keep your job if it's worth pushing out an MVP, a first ballot Hall of Famer, the franchise quarterback for your team for the last 17 years, 18 years, that you're going to push him out for a guy who's just average seems seems crazy if his job's not on the hot seat. 844-770-3776, how you get into the show. I cannot read the text today, so that'll be Ryan Wolesheim that'll chime in with those. So if you want to tell Matt and I we're idiots, you can do that. <laughs> But Matt, but it, we're used to it. So there was so many of the comments, and Ryan can bring it up here because the I'm having a hard time loading up Twitter at, at the moment here. Our Iron Jack poll question yesterday, Ryan, how exactly was that question worded? As far as should Aaron Rodgers should Goody be fired if Aaron Rodgers is great with the Jets or leads the Jets to the Super Bowl? But what were the two answers you gave? So on yesterday's show, this was the poll question we decided on. If Aaron Rodgers takes the Jets to the Super Bowl, should the Packers fire Goody? And the two options that I wrote down in the two poll question options were yes, he's an incompetent GM, or no, Love, Jordan Love, is the guy. So that's the part that's interesting to me. 77% of you said no, but then you had the addendum. Not agreed upon addendum, but that's fine. Okay. Impromptu. Impromptu, I'll admit. Mm -hmm. Love is the guy. And that's the part that blows my mind. That if 77% of the people are saying, no, it's fine because love is the guy, I think you're all insane. I think you've all lost your mind. Everything's under control. Situation normal. We're fine. <laughs> We're all fine here. No. Don't you know it's fine, Jim? We have Jordan Love. It right? honestly We're makes fine. me think of Christmas or regular the vacation movie when Clark turns to his family and they're like, I think we should turn around and they're close to Wally World. And he says, I think you're all bleeped in the head. Yeah. I think you're all bleeped in the head if you just assume that Jordan Love is going to be anything more than, at best, Rob Domotsky used the word Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins. Oh, and my so, gosh. That would be so – that would be nice. I would be thrilled with that. But I do maintain that when you've used this term, you've called it uh, – what is it, Entitled Town? Yes. <clears throat> and I – definitely have lots of bones to pick with Aaron Rodgers, but they're all about his personality and I just have no time in my life for someone who is willfully ignorant and at the same time arrogant. That's just not the cup of tea that I want. And he doesn't <laughs> play for a team that I root for. So on a personal level, I'm not going to root for him. But at no point have I ever said he is not an excellent quarterback. Right. He is a top-tier quarterback. I would take Mahomes over him, but there's not a lot of others. I guess Burrow, Mahomes. I'm not even positive I'd do Josh Allen. Probably, but Josh Allen, not, you know, like one season. Yeah. yeah. So we have all lost our minds here in the state of Wisconsin. And I honestly starting to think after watching Hard Knocks that Packer fans and even the Packers front office and maybe even some of the players have underappreciated Aaron Rodgers because you see the Jets, you saw Gardner, you see the receivers coming up to him saying, hey, I had, I had posted you on the wall. 
They yeah. are talking about what a legend he is. Everyone from Robert Sala to Woody Johnson all the way through are talking about what Aaron has meant for every single player on that team, including malcontent Zach Wilson. And meanwhile, in Wisconsin, we're all like, oh, he's a bum. He was barely good. He wasn't even good, is I think what Alex Schroflex like said. Oh. He wasn't even good last year. Meanwhile, other teams are fawning over a guy who wasn't even good last year. I honestly think because of Brett Favre that Packer fans do not properly appreciate what Aaron Rodgers was. Well, because that we – I think the real reason is we've had 30 years of watching guys that are well above competent, like, like great quarterbacks. Elite. elite. Elite quarterbacks. We're watching some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for 30 years. Two of the top 20 unquestioned. Unquestioned. I, would, I wouldn't even – like, well, make a list on 15, that. But Fifteen, we could have a discussion. But, but top twenty, unquestioned. They're so, they're there. So and so it blows me away now that we're just kind of going into this season, just assuming that the quarterback play is going to be good. Like you look at all the other teams around us, especially our division. I think they've been think floundering for quarterbacks outside of Kirk Cousins being the only like stable quarterback in the NFC North. They, all of the, our opponents have been floundering for quarterbacks, and we don't see it. We th- don't think it can happen to Green Bay. All of the NFL. Like, yeah. I mean, the majority of the NFL, and I honestly am starting to think that Packer fans believe that Jordan Love's going to be elite. And regardless, that is the least likely scenario. Yeah. I think it's – I mean, it's the least likely because – Look how many quarterbacks come through the league. Yeah, there's what five elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think so. If you were going to, and again, it's like that's kind of the eye test. That's your definition of elite. If someone wanted to tell me there is two elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now, I'd buy it. Yeah, if someone was like Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that can be it. Jalen's got check marks against because I think there's yeah, there's a little bit little step down from those two maybe so yeah I mean like depends on your point of view but elite could be super narrow margins and the the idea that that Jordan Love has been waiting in the wings and we haven't heard anything about him having elite potential is telling to me every day every single day sans one or maybe two I think he had one really bad day and one really good day his practice has been up and down yeah, that does not scream elite. It screams yo-yo, <laughs> right? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do Packer did Packer fans underappreciate the the Aaron Rodgers era? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Did Packer fans underappreciate the Aaron Rodgers era? So that is I, our first Iron Jack poll question. Can I try to make an addendum to that quickly, Jim? Uh, yeah, sure. Of, this time yeah. you're telling us. What yeah, you're okay. Yeah, you're I'm, I'm gonna through. let you know this first time because I think I want to change it a little bit. I want to incorporate the Brett Favre aspect. I feel like that's an important part when you're talking about the level of quarterback play, not just during the Aaron Rodgers era. Are Packers fans just are Packers fans ready to not have a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback as their starter going forward and possibly for the next? But wait, but I think the answer right. is yes, we're right. ready, or no, we've got wait, another but, Hall of Famer. But, hold on. <laughs> what? But that is a completely different question that we're asking right now. Is I it? want to talk about – because what I'm talking about is I don't think Packer fans – and it's because – I think more particular yeah, Aaron Rodgers. They don't appreciate Aaron Rodgers. And I, I think we, that's a follow-up question, Ryan, that I think we can get okay. there. But right now, I want to know if Packer fans in their heart feel like they – 
properly appreciated Aaron Rodgers when he was here. Okay. Because too many of them, too many people I talked to are like, ah, he's gone. Good. I know. Jets problem now. You and forget I, that the Packers had basically back-to-back unicorns. And I'm losing my <laughs> mind over that part of it. I get that the, 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 uh, the juice is getting less and less worth the squeeze, but there were factors to that. But unquestionably, last year Aaron Rodgers was a top-10 quarterback. I don't think Jordan Love will be a top-15 quarterback this year. At so worst, top-15 quarterback for Aaron Rodgers last year. Oh, he was top 10. I, I, you really couldn't spin me past top 10. Because okay. you really, here's the other part of it. We are also, to the Jordan Love side of it, simultaneously saying Aaron Rodgers struggled because he didn't have a lot of weapons this year, and now they've gotten less weapons for Jordan Love this year, but yet Jordan Love's going to excel because people like him. This isn't Ted Lasso, folks. You don't just start playing well because you're happy. Be you curious, have to be good. Yeah, I mean, you've you got to go out and play at a high level, and when you've got defenses bearing down you, and let's keep in mind, Jordan Love has really only seen a handful of full-speed football. I'm, I'll give him the entire Kansas City game. I don't, I mean, maybe the couple Lions games, but they weren't really meaningful when they played. Packers were already in, Rodgers played the first half, it was out, so like, I guess I'll give him a little bit of credit for that, but and then the last quarter at Philly, if you want to count that garbage time as a meaningful snaps and quarters, the guy has, what, nine quarters of, like, pro football at, at like, game speed? And I'm even debating that even nine of those quarters were at full game speed when some of them were garbage time or meaningless football games. This, he is going to be, be thrust into a position that he's never played in before. Yes. And he, my problem is he's high and low at... 75% game speed in this in these practices. He also has zero games as a truly scouted quarterback. Right. And even the first game against Chicago still is not a game as a truly scouted quarterback. Game two will be his first game as a truly scouted quarterback where you start picking up yeah. tendencies. So, oh, by the way, Jordan Love better look good right away because that's when they don't have tape on him. That's when he can surprise them. Yeah, that's when you're going to be able to catch someone off guard and you know, take advantage of that unknown quarterback. Before we go to break, we'll continue the Aaron Rodgers uh, talk on the other side. But uh, a shout-out to an RIP to Johnny Hardwick. He was the voice behind Dale Gribble on uh, King of the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> that show was so great. It was so great, and Dale was awesome. And uh, Johnny Hardwick passed. Young man, 64. I mean, that's... I hope we're going past 64 there. So shout out to them. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Romeo Downs had a bad drop. Luke Musgrave dropped a couple. Jade Reed had either you could call it a drop or just a you know, difficult catch that he didn't make. And those are the kind of things that a couple of those plays go really well. Jordan Love looks great. If a couple of them didn't go their way, maybe it's not so good. So I just think you add all that together and you have the potential for this to go either way. Please give me your reason. I'll tell you how I'm feeling. 
Packer fans hoping that Jordan Love is a winner. You can be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Over $12 million, or nearly $12 million in jackpots last month at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Biggest jackpot so far this year, $250,000. Go be a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. You heard the glove right there. <laughs> Rip off from Matt Hamilton as he was taking, uh, how many holes did you get in during the break? Two and a half. Two and a half holes here at X-Golf in Middleton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Ryan Wollersheim back at the Everlight Solar Studio. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. We are asking the question, did Packer fans properly appreciate the Aaron Rodgers era? And, Ryan, we had a text in there. Yes, Erica Milwaukee mm -hmm. chiming in saying that Green Bay better get ready to be on Hard Knocks next year. Back-to-back -back seasons of not making the playoffs and having the same head coach could be next in line for the big show and then after that she also mentioned she appreciates acr and we'll root for him with the jets because his winning doesn't affect green bay standings at all just their draft standings uh and you don't know how good y'all got it until it's gone i think that's a, a good way to look at it you don't realize how good you have it until it's gone and that's why i maintain packer fans at least their actions are telling me they did not properly appreciate it because you didn't know what it's like not you went from brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And so, like, how would you know what life is like otherwise? I don't. All, all you've done, Matt Hamilton, and maybe not you specifically, but I'm going to use you as my straw man for Packer fans, is dunk on everyone for having fringe Pro Bowl quarterbacks, like a Cousins or a Goff <laughs> or a Cutler I or definitely a did that. Jack Prescott or all these QBs. You better hope to hell that, Jill, that Jordan Love is one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, you'll be lucky if he's one of those guys. And that's nothing against him. I'm just saying what we've heard so far and seen so far, and if he was so good, it would have happened earlier. That's one part of it. They would have moved off Rodgers earlier because they clearly did not like him. They now feel – I think it was more of Rodgers annoyed them to the point of, like, let's just get out of this and we'll deal with it later than it was, like, we truly believe in Jordan Love. But – Matt, you've used the term in Titletown, and do you think Packer fans have properly appreciated the Aaron Rodgers era? I mean, I maybe the fans have. I per, I don't think that the Packers management has appreciated it nearly as much because uh, you would have seen a lot more seasons of all-in kind of football, I feel like, if you really appreciated this guy and wanted to give him everything he was hoping for, which is, let's be real, it's Super Bowls and legacy at this point. He's gotten enough money in his career. That's all he's concerned with. That's why he took the pay cut in New York. That's why they're doing everything they possibly can to keep Aaron Rodgers happy because they know that going all in on your guy is showing him that you appreciate his him being there. I don't think the Packers organization did, and I think kind of through that, fans saying, We'll be fine last year with the, the wide receivers we had. Or saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I was a culprit of this. Aaron Rodgers will still be able to distribute the ball without uh, Devontae Adams. He might even be better because he doesn't have a safety blanket in Devontae Adams. So, like, things like that. You know when, when you say that? Aaron Rodgers. Yes, but when, <laughs> when, I, when guy, people like me say that, I am a little underappreciating him because – he need, you need weapons around a guy like that to, to succeed. You need all of Team Schuster, even if it's not a direct connect, you need all of Team Schuster to win the goal. Right. I mean, I could throw literally 100% and not miss a shot, but if my team isn't playing up to the level that I need them to, we're not going to be very good. And I don't feel like the team put around Rodgers 
was good enough, but we had so many people saying, like, well, if, if Rodgers is good enough, he'll be able to carry this team. And that is that, to me, is underappreciation. So I'm going to say yes. I think for the most part, we did underappreciate Aaron Rodgers. 76% of you, which is kind of a self-diagnosis part of it, though, 76% of you say, yes, we fully appreciated uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> uh, this era. Pack Family chimes in. He was mad about this yesterday. How long will you guys keep talking about the previous QB? Packer fans have a new starting quarterback. If you haven't heard, Pack Family, you I'm going to be into watching the Packers' new quarterback yeah. next year on Hard Knocks. But right. right now, Aaron Rodgers just came out with the first episode of Hard Knocks. That's the reason we're talking you're, about you're Aaron Rodgers. kind of proving my point. Jordan Love, to me, isn't even really the starting – isn't the new Packers quarterback yet. He has taken zero starts as the Packers' unquestioned and a starting quarterback. <laughs> That's it's true. practice. We are talking about practice right now. And you know what, Pack family? I don't think you want us talking about the trash practices from Jordan Love or, at best, up-and-down practices from Jordan Love. That's not a fun conversation. It's so, a scary conversation. The biggest thing in football right now is former Packers quarterback who is the last quarterback to take a start for the Green Bay Packers. And really, as the true starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, he's been doing that since, what, 2008? Yep. So he's been a quarterback since 2008, and he's taken almost every available snap. When Jordan Love takes one as the true starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, we can start dialing in. Ron Jeremy's mustache chimes in. Ever since he won on Jeopardy, he, Aaron Rodgers, ask, uh, acts as if he is, a, he is a cerebral god. He tried to settle a grudge with Goody by putting pressure on the cap. No lies spoken there. Let's get out to Rick and Madison. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. Fantastic. What's Two going days on? in a row I get to call in. Awesome. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is underappreciated. Goody Chris should have been fired three years ago. And Matt, we need to go golfing. Me and my daughter are going to golf at Maple Bluff Country Club right now. One of these days. Oh, man, I'll, I'll see you out there, Jim. Have fun doing the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, Rick, we love the call. I got uh, we love plenty the call, of but we're hearing ourselves come back on you there, too, so we're going to let you go on that. But thank you for calling in, Rick. I love, yeah. I love me some me, but I don't need to hear myself back <laughs> Man. on the radio through the phone. Are you just trying to hang up on the guy because I got an invite to go golfing? Yes, and those who don't know, like basically Matt is now ready to go. Everyone's Here's the fortunate part. The fortunate part is I have golf here. Yes. I will be able to take some cuts. If you want to come golfing with me, I will be at X-Golf until 4 p.m. Come on out. Absolutely. So we are asking the question, did the Packer fans, did Packer fans properly appreciate the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay? 68% of you say yes. And I think it's just a fair question to ask because with this assumption that Jordan Love's going to be great, and I think there's something to the fact when you have great quarterback play and you jump into another great quarterback, you might not properly appreciate how – impossible that really is like that i think i'm trying one other time in nfl history with the 49ers montana and the young right and it um, still wasn't this sort of run i, have, I mean young was not the same young was not as great as aaron Rodgers. maybe joe montana maybe we could reverse it and that young is closer to Favre and montana closer to rogers we could maybe make it like that but this could be an unprecedented run of back-to-back great quarterback play yeah i'm trying the only other time that i could say even in the remote realm of possibility would maybe be um bledsoe to brady 
because Bledsoe did make a Super Bowl. He was pretty decent quarterback. Yeah, but it's not about, even on the Rodgers Favre level. But that's about as close as you can get outside of Montana Young, I think. True. Yeah, unless anyone's got a that was heavy Brady. But I, yeah, I get your point there. Yeah, I'm sure there could be another one. I, I think there was time in between Marino and Greasy down in Miami because that could have been another one. But I think there was a little bit of a time there, right? Uh, in between, am I? Ryan, am I missing anyone? 844-770-3776. Do the Packers have the greatest back-to-back quarterback run of all time? 844-770-3776. Nobody chiming in on the talking text line, but I don't know. Maybe Lamar Jackson, uh, Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson, elite to super elite? I don't know. Did that, that, was that a direct connect? I feel like <laughs> no. there was a, a time in between. Yeah, I mean, it was like, one, there was one season where they both started. They actually remember yeah. Lamar Jackson really? struggled in that initial playoff game of his. Flacco was on the... Yeah, yeah. The Ravens that long. Yeah, I mean that's close. That's close. I mean Flacco won a Super Bowl. I mean he, he did lesser. win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's definitely lesser, but it's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Lamar could spin that. Look, that would be close. Oh, to what the about Super- what about the? There was kind of a pseudo year, but it Peyton into Luck was close. Oh yeah, there was that one year where they played somebody else because Peyton was injured. Yeah, and so they that- tanked basically. So. That's close, but that's again, close, yeah. it still doesn't quite reach it because and that's luck never com- yeah. accomplished what Brett or Rogers did. Because it's such an equal accomplishment. Because with the 49ers, it was heavy Montana as far as Super Bowl wins, and then Steve Young had one, I believe, and then Rogers and Favre each with one, and Peyton Manning. Luck did not win a Super Bowl, and Peyton won one with yeah. the Colts. He didn't play long enough. Luck didn't right. to like get there. Flacco and the Lamar Jackson one could be similar, probably closer to the Bledsoe Brady one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, those are not bad. I mean, it is. But, I mean, this Packers one, the sustained th- 30, 30 years. years yeah. I mean, I can't. I mean, outside of Brady himself, like, it's just right. not really there. Um, but we'll take your calls on it. If you have one in mind, maybe we're missing one. Uh, back-to-back Hall of Fame QB runs. Because, I mean, obviously Bledsoe didn't, is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. Hall of very good. Flacco's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Lamar might. And obviously uh, Montana and Young both are right. You almost do a little bit of Alex Smith into Mahomes. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite there because Alex was a journeyman, but Alex had success with the Chiefs. But they knew to win a Super Bowl, they had to go to Mahomes. Like they had to take a step up. They had to level up there. Who did the Bills go to after Jim Kelly? Was it? Did they have anyone good before or after him? No, nothing. Nothing to write home about. No. What about? Did Dalton go into Burrow? Dalton, the, I believe. Because that would be a very uh, Bledsoe to Brady comp. Yeah, know, that's close. Does his career. But yeah. still not the same as what the Green Bay Packers have. 844-770-3776. Do the Packers have the greatest run of back-to-back quarterback play? I can't see how the answer isn't yes. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm racking my brain right now, I and think I'm trying to – think outside of my lifetime. The Bengals one is actually pretty good when you consider that it's not back-to-back, but the three quarterbacks in a row, Carson Palmer to Andy Dalton to Joe Burrow. Andy Dalton being in the middle there to, you know, kind of the average journeyman, or not journeyman at the time, but Honestly, that, average would, quarterback. But those three in a row, pretty darn good. All of them are if like we could Bowl, get an Andy Dalton caliber play out of Jordan Love, there would be no doubt that the Packers had the three best quarterbacks in a row ever. If Jordan Love turns out to be Andy Dalton. True. Because True. you'd have the two. But would you be happy if they let go Aaron Rodgers? Again, that's why we asked the question yesterday. Aaron Rodgers' success 
doesn't directly affect the Packers. Like, it doesn't hurt their record. But it sure makes them look like a bunch of buffoons if yeah. Aaron Rodgers goes and wins a Super Bowl or an MVP with the Jets, and they got Andy Dalton. So you pushed out a Hall of Fame quarterback early to get a run-of-the-mill quarterback? Now, run-of-the-mill is better than bad, but run-of-the-mill ain't worth running out your quarterback, your Hall <laughs> of Fame QB. That much I know for sure. Situation normal. We're fine. We're all fine here. No, thank you. <laughs> this is Roger Hamilton presented by Cruise Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Dude, we are getting 10 out of 10, like, music drops out of the producer right now. Yesterday was golden. Today, perfectly applicable on a throwback Thursday. You can't, I can't, I mean, I can't bash Ryan for this. I love this. I did too. <laughs> but it's also just out of left field. Like, oh. There are some TLC. I, yeah, I get it. That might work a little bit better. No scrubs could have played that. Packer fans don't want no scrubs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, shoot. That would have been pretty good. Dang it. All right. Well, I mean, hey, hey don't go chasing waterfalls. The Packers went to chase a waterfall with Jordan Love. I thought, thought it kind of. No, I think yeah. it applies. You just keep you keep uh, the don't no scrubs in the back pocket, and you'll find a good use Maybe for Maybe in an hour or two. Hour or two. We'll see. So, either one of you guys seen the other guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Now, everyone focuses on I'm Farrell. I'm a peacock, Captain. Right. Everyone <laughs> focuses on Farrell and Wahlberg. But I think the best performance in that movie, and this is Rutledge and Hamilton live from X-Golf in Middleton. Uh, we are presented by Coors Light. It's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. It's Michael Keaton. Yes, where yeah. he keeps quoting TLC <laughs> to the guys. And creep, like, creep. Are you intentionally doing that? <laughs> doing what? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But there's another part where I don't know why he works at Bed Bath & Beyond. But he's, it's he's his talking, second job because he's the, talking to the team at Bed Bath & Beyond. He's like, team, let's focus more on the bed and bath and leave the beyond out of it. <laughs> Nobody cares about your near-death experience. <laughs> let's just focus on the bed and the bath. And the bath. At the bath and let's not worry about <laughs> the beyond. Uh, Michael Keaton, again, I will maintain this. And maybe this is a poll question. The follow-up one. It's Michael Keaton. Follow up to the, to yes. the yeah. hey, dude, Packers fans Mike, appreciate no. <laughs> Packers fans appreciate dude, Michael Keaton. Do Batman <laughs> fans not properly appreciate Michael Keaton? Uh, we can word it however we want, but I do want to ask, do we properly appreciate Michael Keaton? Because right. the man is a legend. I mean, yes. he's a great comedic actor from, like, Mr. Mom in the 80s and then obviously other guys. An iconic like, Batman. Iconic Batman. And, then, and really, that Batman was before all the... All this was normal. Like, yeah. I mean, it was a huge risk and a big, crazy thing done by Tim Burton, who, oh, by the way, directed the Pee Wee Herman movie, which is the first watch this uh, week, if uh, Molly and I get a chance to record it. Oh, nice. I watched it last night. So much better than I originally thought. Like, if, <laughs> like, I guarantee my six-year-old will absolutely love it for, like, just the silly, like, goofy humor. But when you watch it back and you know that, like, Paul Rubens just went for it, and you're like, man, this guy just... 
owned it. This is like the, <laughs> the start of Borat. I mean, this character that was created that's mm-hmm. in it, he just goes all in for it. You're like, this dude just owned it. Good for him. And so, anyways, Tim Burton did uh, yeah. obviously the first Batman's. Michael Keaton jumped in on that, and that was kind of a wild choice for him. But then, obviously, he's in a lot of dramatic roles, too. Uh, so I, I think he is a, uh, an American treasure as yes. an actor. I uh, agree. Now, to Tasha's point, he's over forty, so he won't count him as a you know. He's he's worried. Tasha's worried about the state of movies going forward. Oh, really? Well, not just movies, entertainment. He doesn't even think TV's good. Now, he had me on the idea of like, okay, there's a lot of Marvel movies. Fair, but you also can't say that there's not a lot of movie stars under the age of forty and then not acknowledge that Tom Holland is a movie star well right. under the age of, or Zendaya or I mean like. Right. Or Timothy Chalamet, like, but obviously a lot of those are in that world because Dune is also kind of that big action mm-hmm. movie. Okay, Jim, I gotta say, if you're gonna bring up Zendaya, please say her name correctly at Sorry. least. Zendaya. Zendaya. <laughs> well, wait, what is it then? Zendaya. Zendaya. Sorry, I'm not that into. I just know her, at, you know, from Spider-Man. Basically, I know she's in the Dune. Oh, but also you great in Dune. What's the show? Is it Euphoria? What's the show? Euphoria, on yes. I haven't watched that yet, but that's <laughs> me neither. And apparently, amazing in that as well. So just don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> I do. I am aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with that one, Jim. It's not a kid. There's a lot of teenagers, but they're doing very uh, scuzzy teenager things. Not the stuff you want to <laughs> show to your young young uh, children. I promise. Yeah, we're more of like the prom packed Disney Plus movie. Yeah, which is like a PG. 80s homage movie, which we're having. To, there's a sleepover at the Rutledge house tonight, and my oldest is having a friend over. She's watching it at our house, and my youngest is going to the sister of the oldest, so they're kind of swapping kids, and so they're also watching Prom Pack at their house. So big Prom Pack, but that one is like a PG, right? Kind of goofy rom com and homage to all the <laughs> 80s movies out there. But anyways, um, I do think that TV is good or bad. Like TV is excellent. It's God tier right now, better than it's ever been. But I do think it hurts movies. I think a lot. Well, of- some of these series that like are essentially movies, like Ted Lasso, right? Real long movie, right? The All Last of the us. Game of Thrones, long of movie. Dragon, Last yeah. of Us, long uh, the, movie. The Sopranos, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, some of those. Some of those shows they don't they don't feel like television shows right. when you watch them. Right, that's what I'm saying. That right, not not. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you what's on broadcast TV. I'm talking about like right. the, the prestige TV, which is on the the pay channels, whether it's Netflix or Apple. They all have great shows on there. Uh, right now, Winning Time on HBO is outstanding. But I will. You know what? Let's just put it in right now. We'll see if people want to chime in on this. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What's the best movie you've seen in the last twelve months? Ooh. Okay. Like new movie, like new, like right. at the theater. Can I give mine? Yeah, right. Go ahead. I, if I had to give mine right away, mine is Oppenheimer, which I just saw come out a couple weeks ago. And okay. that is that has helped catapult this year's box office. It's already 22% ahead of where it was last year. It's been okay. a good movie for years so okay, year but, for movies so far, I will say. Ryan, but if you're going to talk about boosting the box office, Barbie is a billion-dollar oh, movie. Don't so. get me wrong. Barbie, <laughs> you said good movies. You Barbie for the box you office. Like, but then he brought up the box office part oh, yeah. of it. I said, okay. well, Barbie's, true, true. Barbie's more than Oppenheimer right. with the, yeah. the box office. I think of Barbenheimer as one thing still. Okay. So that, that's, gotcha, probably, gotcha. that's just my own bias. Gotcha. Now, I do want to see Oppenheimer. It does feel like one I'll probably end up watching at home because I just don't know oh. if I need to go and get bummed out. I don't know. It, it's it's one of those movies that you want the IMAX experience in, Okay, I in don't my have, opinion. like, IMAX, but I do have a pretty large TV and I have, like, a full surround sound. Like, 
like it's a pretty nice setup at the house. Okay. Like I yeah. jump a little bit when I watch movies because every once in a while something's happening behind me and I'm like, wait, is someone <laughs> home? Like it'll throw me off or like the door knocks or whatever. Is that an atomic bomb going off in the right, background? Right, right, exactly. So we'll see how that goes. But I do think we're going to well, – I'm on vacation all next week. I think one of the things we're going to do with the kids, hearing enough about it, Barbie feels like a movie where kind of like when I was a kid, all the humor that's meant for me is going to go right over my kid's head and they'll right. appreciate the stuff that's out there. It kind of seems like a two-tier movie. So I think we might go see that one. But I, I think the best one I've seen at the theater in the last 12 months was probably Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I really enjoyed that one. But yeah. 844-770-3776, if you want to chime in with the best movie you've seen in the last 12 months. I don't think I've been to a theater in two years. That's probably true. Two years probably. I'm Okay, right. so what's the last one you've seen then? That you've at theaters, one of the, I watch or everything. something you watch at home. I watch everything like late. I just didn't want you to tell me something from like 1985. Like I if mean, it's something new that you watched at home, that's fine too. Right. Um, honestly, I'm not sure anything that jumps out at me that came out this year. Do you watch year. movies? Yeah, I do. I like watch them all on the plane. I watch them all okay, what's the in the air. The last movie I watched on the plane was probably 65, the one with Adam Driver, 65 million years ago. Oh, where he's fighting dinosaurs in the where future or something? So the idea is he, he's from a faraway planet. They come to Earth, and they crash land on Earth, unfortunately, like within a couple days of when the meteor hits that erases the dinosaurs. So like oh, they're okay. trying to escape Earth before these meteors come. Okay. So Interesting it, concept. Interesting concept. Um not my favorite execution, but I love Adam Driver. So I was, I was going to say, Driver could be another guy. I don't know if he's under 40, but again, for Tauscher's whole, there's no movie stars under 40. I think Adam Driver would be considered a movie star. I mean, he was in the Star Wars movies. He was in that TV show, Girls, which was very popular. And he's been in that Marriage Story on Netflix, which is a critically acclaimed movie. So I feel like, Ryan, you're the movie aficionado. Is Adam Driver a movie star? He is, but he is over 40. That's the really? thing. He's deceptively yes. older than he, you think because he actually before going to Hollywood, was in the Marines for like that, yeah. five years. So it took him a while to get into acting. But once he did, he became a superstar. Though we do have a few responses on the talking yeah. text line, 844-770-3776. How oh. old is he? I would have bet he was like 40. I wasn't I thinking think he was super young, but I, I think he's like 42, 40. Like he's okay, just so he's over right 40. He's, he, right he's on the edge. We're but uh, JJ and Poinette mentioning that. He's 39. Oh, 39? Oh, really? Okay. He, he there works. we go. We got our guy. All right. But Adam Driver's got a Harrison Ford type story. Obviously, Harrison Ford wasn't in the Marines, but he was like a carpenter. Yep. Exactly. And then really, I think yeah. one, of, one of his first movies was the Star Wars movies. Like, he hadn't done much really right. before that. He, yeah, he was relatively unknown. He was like a real working actor back in the day. But uh, Sadler and Madison mentioning best movie he's seen this year was Champions with Woody Harrelson. Don't know if you guys heard of that one. I have not. Um, and then JJ and Poinette also mentioned that he has the best movie he's seen in theaters was Guardian of the Galaxy 3. He still hasn't seen Oppenheimer yet. And then outside of that, Robin Madison just chiming in with his favorite line from the other guys and that his favorite movie of the past 12 months. Uh, we're going to go eat a dolphin. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> which I believe Michael Keaton, that's also a Michael Keaton line in that movie. Um, he is just. I will tell you, the next movie I do see in theaters because I know my wife wants to see it so bad yeah. The Meg 2. <sighs> Really? Okay. Yes, I don't oh, know why. It's going to be terrible, but well, yeah, my bad. wife, lo like for some reason, loved the Meg movie. Maybe because it was so bad. It was so bad, it was good. Uh, she is pumped for the Meg too, so I, I we'll say, go like, see that. We ha we didn't like love the Meg, but we definitely enjoyed the Meg movie. But I think we'll end up watching that. <laughs> yeah, I thought too. it was 
entertaining hot so garbage, like, but I'm down to see the Meg too. So you two <laughs> are in a different position. Yeah. Like either we have to either have our in-laws or have a babysitter to go see a movie. Now, because my oldest isn't quite there yet, maybe she's a couple years away when I can leave her. Uh, and we could go see a movie, like, and come back during the day, but she's not quite there. So going to see a movie is a choice. Like, we used to go see movies a lot more, but now it's like a full-on, like, you know, this is what we're going to do with our one night away, the whole thing. That's why, like, Ryan, like, Oppenheimer, I get what you're saying. It doesn't feel like the greatest date night movie. Oh, no, no, it's definitely it's, not. It's, it's no, long. not at all. <laughs> what about Air? Didn't you love, I love Air? Air. Air I, saw, I saw that at home. Absolutely that that went to Amazon Prime You should really watch Air, Amazon Prime if you have that. Matt, you haven't seen that yet? I have not. Dude, you're the other sh- one I really want to see is that. All Quiet on the Western Front. That, that, one. that one's on Netflix forever, yeah. so that one that's right. on my list. I haven't gotten to it because I think it's in subtitles. Uh, it's yeah, all, it's in German. So it's like, all right, I, I, I need to, like, you can't, like, dink around on your phone or anything like that. Yeah, you got to so focus. Like, when do I have the time to, like, lock in completely? I like to turn on subtitles just so people think I can read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually Hamilton. am going to watch that movie completely clueless. <laughs> that Hamilton can't read. JJ and Poinette. Uh, it's trend. actually really sweet. Jen reads the subtitles tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the same way that I do to, to Nola. Because she can read now. It's just when they, they go a little fast for her. Mm-hmm. goes a little fast for me. Same. Yeah. Yeah, she can go ahead and dub it for you. Uh, also, JJ and Poinette mentioning nuclear physics really draws the ladies in. Yeah, great date night movie. But uh, there I- is a scene, right? Oh, there's a couple scenes. Okay. There's a couple scenes. Uh, another one. Don't bring the kids to you, Jim. I'll just <laughs> say that. Well, beyond that, I wasn't going to bring a movie about how we ensured our mutual destruction. <laughs> I mean, but maybe you guys can hold each they, other close. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't, I don't need don't... emo children, all right? We're going to let... I <laughs> <laughs> don't need to scar them with uh, the idea of nuclear warfare. That's a good... Yeah, I'll probably smart. I think my 10-year-old walking around, what's even the point? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch Barbie, man. <laughs> yeah. So I think Barbie will be the choice because at least it sounds super fun and funny. And honestly, it seems like if you don't like it, it's mainly like a choice not to like it. Because most reasonable people are like, it's somewhere between a C and an A. Like worst case, you get a few chuckles and it's entertaining. And best case, you find it really hilarious. But as I referenced earlier, Pee Wee Herman, I'm, a, I'm, I'm down to go in on the bit. Like if I go to a movie, I will jump in with you. So Paul Rubens says Pee Wee Herman. It's goofy, it's weird, but I'm in on it, and I find it hilarious, and he went so hard for it. And I, the same thing will be with Barbie. Like, if you're going in on it, then I'm in. Then I, I will take the ride with you. That's the best part about a movie. The yeah. worst thing ever is to go to a movie with someone who's like, oh, I don't even want to go. I don't. Wanna. Then what are we doing? You would have hated me <laughs> and Manchester by the Sea. Uh, I was I a miserable, miserable person there. Going in? Yo, yeah. Okay, because that's the part that's annoying. Like, it is a miserable movie. I, didn't, I wasn't really thrilled on seeing it. Um, Did you know what it was about? No. Oh, not why did you want to? Like, you just didn't. I mean, it didn't seem like my bag. They said it was a drama, and I was like, okay. I don't love dramas. Okay, uh, I'll give you that. That movie is a one-time watch <laughs> because it is a gut punch. It is a disaster for your. It's a emotions. one-time watch. Yeah, if you want to hate yourself. So right. I, w- I would say it's a but- zero-time watch. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my recommendation. Uh, let's right now. Here. We're going to give away a. Uh, a case of beer. Is that is that right here, Mr. Uh, Walsham? Is that what we're doing right uh, now? Yes, it is Throwback Thursday today, hence the 90s music coming back from right, breaks. What uh, uh, caller number should I, we do here? Uh, let's do, oh, man, movies, number 65. That was Matt's favorite movie. Number 65, <laughs> does that work? <laughs> Why don't we do number, well let's yeah. do number six. All right, caller number six. You're going to get 
uh, a case, a variety pack here. You're going to get 12 cans of what was formerly known as, I think, the Wisconsin Amber, but now they call it the... It's the Badger Louis. Club? The Badger Club. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Badger Club, Lake Louie, and then, amazing. And then the Little Lager. I've had both. The Little Lager is amazing. Like, yes, the Little Louie American Lager. Delicious. Yes, I think that might be my favorite lager right now. Nice. And Lager's a good beer. It's no. so drinkable, and it's, it's lawn beer time. It so certainly is. So it's like... A little lager during the day when I'm mowing the lawn, and then at night by the fire. <laughs> a little uh, Badger Club. I dig it. It's, it's a day. It's a perfect variety so pack. So call number 6, 844-770-3776. You'll win that variety pack case. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you, live from X-Golf in Middleton. It's sick to golf here. How many holes you got in now there in the breaks here, Matt? I'm, I'm averaging about two and a half per break. Okay, that's pretty impressive. But uh, the Adam Madison won the, the variety pack of beer from our good friends at Lake Louie. Uh, he's going to be a happy man. He is going to be a happy man. Also going to be a happy man. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. It's about to blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush a Coors Light. I need to give a shout-out to a fellow... Coors Light aficionado, Mark Tauscher. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's hear from Luke Fickle. Tausch, congratulations. We're, uh, we're excited to have you. I, I know that I've been trying to look up some things on you. I know I played against Mac in 96. Uh, I think I heard you were on that team, but uh, I don't really remember seeing you in the game. But uh, hopefully you're more memorable on the air than you, uh, than you were when I played against you. <laughs> Bring the heat. I love oh, wow. that. I love that for Mark Tauscher and that Luke Fickle. Is fantastic. But <laughs> the news there, Mark Tauscher uh, replacing Lucas in the, the broadcast booth. I mean, that's super great for Mark. I, I'm thrilled for him. Fun opportunity, especially calling games for your alma mater. That's got to be like a dream for someone who wants to stay as close to the sport as he does. And even better, that Luke Fickle is going to throw some shade. Right. <laughs> I don't remember you being on the field, so hopefully your broadcasting career is a lot more memorable than your well, on-field play. An that is outstanding shade to throw because, <laughs> I mean, Tauscher is or will be, you know, I mean, he's a Packer Hall of Famer. So right. Like, oh, really, yeah. Um, and obviously his Packer career was better than his Badger career. But still, uh, Packer Hall of Fame the fact that Luke, you know, knows he can take the shot without any real. Yeah, I mean, because you, you, you can't upset Luke. He's right. the guy that you're hoping right. to get an interview with at some point. Well, and here's the thing that's 100% sure Badger fans are incredibly lucky to still have LePay in there, and now you have Mark Tauscher in the booth. Yeah. Uh, he was, along with LePay, I thought the highlights of those Badger this- broadcasts the last few years. Every time Mark was in there, I made sure to tune in. Uh, Mark and uh, LePay will be fantastic together. I think it's going to, for me, it's going to be very similar to the Packers. Like, I truly prefer 
listening to the guys on the radio, like I think my ideal Patcher, Packers watch would be to turn the TV on, put it on mute, and then play the radio if they were like in time together. Yeah. That would be the perfect way to watch it. Now that Tauscher's doing the call with LePay for the Badger game, that might be the same situation now. I got to just say. Because those guys are great. I got to yeah. say, congratulations to Tausch. He's earned every bit of being able to be the play-by-play call or caller caller for the Badgers. But, Matt, someday you saying there, that? Ryan. Some, someday, yeah, yeah, someday. Don't worry. I'm getting real close. No. Do you have that for us, Ryan? Um, you might have to ask Alex Stroh for that one. He's he's the one who's trying to, to dump me whenever he can. No, no, no. Uh, I was going to say, you saying that you uh, want to watch the game with the radio call on was maybe the oldest thing I've ever heard you say, Matt, and that's oh, saying a lot. Oh, goodness. But, uh, yeah, no, it was... It's not quite as bad as my, my appearance on Wilde and Tausch on Tuesday. I'll, Sometimes I'll it honest. just takes too long to fire up the old telly, you know, just to <laughs> listen to it on the radio. That's Once those tubes get the radio, hot, they, the radio comes in How really clear. Does <laughs> <laughs> it make like a <laughs> <laughs> you turn it off? Yeah, when you turn it off, you get that like little white dot in the middle that's like closed in on by, itself by really the fast. the Badger game, there's like a smell in the house. Just too much yeah. Heat. Like it's just cooking the dust off the top. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like it. Is it honestly? I wish they would almost make like HDTVs, but in the old school. Like where they had to, tell yeah. the, the big. Give me a sixties look yeah. TV, but just go ahead and, and slap like, a flat yeah, screen in it. Speakers on the side and everything. <laughs> the whole entertainment center. Yeah, right. Exactly. Retro's back. I do it. Even like a thing. Yeah. But not like the old school. Now it's more like a no. Game. Now it's like here's a really nice cabinet with a bunch of little like built-ins that right, you can exactly, set your TV exactly. on. I mean like the old school wood paneled like. Yeah, like it, 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 no, they <laughs> don't really have that anymore. Too hard, it would bend. <laughs> yeah, no, not anymore. <laughs> Way it's gonna snap. I mean, we haven't had one in forever, and uh, our TV is mounted at our house. But I know my parents still have like yeah, the glorified cabinet. That you yeah. Pop a t- You're basically taking your dresser and popping a TV <laughs> on it now and calling it a. Calling it an entertainment center. Exactly. This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light.